There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yay! It's our 20th birthday! We're having a party! Actually, this station was born June 10th, 2002, and we were given the name FM 107. It sounded a little something like this. Jane asked her doctor about FM 107. Now, she's getting FM 107 all the time. Real life conversation, only on 107.1. 20 years later, we've become a Marconi award-winning station known as MyTalk 1071. Actually, I, I like that better. To celebrate, we gave Lori and Julia, the two gals who have been here since day one, the day off. The bar is open, ladies. <laughs> and here to host our three-hour birthday bash broadcast, presented by Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, the man who made his radio debut in 2005 as FM 107's Buzz Boy, Jason Matheson. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 20th birthday bash for My Talk 1071. I'm Jace. We are here live at Lush in Northeast Minneapolis, and I. Thank you. Let's hear it for the crew here at Lush for hosting us and David and everyone who helped make today possible, our engineers and uh, our behind the scenes staff. Well, we have a great three hours ahead. I don't want to waste a moment. You hear enough of me talking every day. So I want to get right to it. We thought the perfect way to start the show would be to, well, start at the beginning. Talk about how FM 107 and then my talk happened. And there's two people that can talk about that better than anyone. Please welcome to the show... Jenny Morris and Dan Seaman. Come on up. It's a very long walk. It's like the Oscars. I should have prepped them. Keep clapping, everyone. It'll help, help the folks on the radio. Come on up. We'll get you some mics. Paul Black. Engineer Paul Black has returned for this special occasion. And Dan, oh, Dan's grabbing a fake... A prop. There we go. Again, Dan Seaman and Jenny Morris, everybody. Jenny, I want to start. I want to start with you. I've said it on the air a, a few times. When the station started, I'm sure in, in the public, it was reflective of what probably you were hearing in the industry. What the heck are you thinking? What were you thinking as far as FM 107 was concerned? It's a really good question. <laughs> Time, I hope you have an answer. Well, I had kind of gotten my feet wet radio-wise from a, a management perspective at 1500 KSTP, the talk station. And we acquired a, a new FM station to move in from Wisconsin. 
and we were faced with either doing a traditional format or something new, and all the research said you should probably do the traditional format and because it's probably a quicker road to profitability, which it might have been. But um, having experienced the kind of the, the relationship that transpires between a talk audience and a, and a team of talk talent, I, we decided to take another route. When I first interviewed Dan Seaman, he said, what's up with that 107 <laughs> thing? Like, you're going to change it, right? That's I'm a really like, good Dan imitation, yeah, actually, right? yeah. It's not whiny enough. No, yeah. no. But, you know, here we are 20 years later, but we had a few really important things that happened in the country between when we started and before we turned profitable. It took a full decade. A full decade. A full decade before we achieved profitability. And I, and I want to get back to that. You mentioned Dan. Dan Seaman is here. Uh, on the show, I refer to him as the emperor. But what's your title? You've had a lot of titles. What's your fancy title now, Dan? Um, emperor. The emperor, yeah. 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 VP slash emperor. That's right. Yeah. But you came aboard not at the very beginning. You came in what uh, 06, right, Dan? Yeah, I started in September of 06. Okay, so let's pick up where Jenny left off. You looked at her and said, what's up with this 107 thing? What was up with this 107 thing? Well, you know, I'd been across the street all this time, and, and you know, we, we sort of looked at it honestly as a, as a bit of a folly. And we liked it because it was one less format in the market. It was one less country station. It was one less rock station, one less top 40 station. Um, but in many conversations with Ginny about this, I did not come to this job to change it. By the time I got there, Ginny had convinced me of her vision. I had spent enough time listening to people like Lori and Julia and and uh, I think, yeah, for sure Ian, I think Ian and Marjorie together at that point to know that there was a there there. It just took some testing and measuring to figure out what that was. And let's go back to Ginny now. You mentioned Lori and Julia, as I call them, the, the big heads on the billboard. They started it all, the, the ground floor. I have to ask you, because I'm going to do first impressions with all the shows as we move on. Jenny. Act like nobody's here, as honest as you can be. Tell us your first impression of Lori and Julia. These women do not have radio voices. <laughs> okay, your but second But they don't thought. stop talking, so I don't have to worry about dead air. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be, really. They were so entertaining when, when Todd Fisher and I, who preceded Dan, when Todd Fisher and I, um, went to breakfast with them at the Egg and I, that it was clear that in spite of the fact that they don't have voices made for radio, they have a lot to say and they're very entertaining and, and, and fun to listen to. So. And this question for both of you, and Dan, I know you have a timeline of kind of pivotal moments you want to touch on, and this kind of fits in that. When did you both know, profitability aside, when did you both know, ooh, this is something. We may not have the ratings, we may not have the profitability, but ooh, it's connecting with folks. How did you, Jenny, we'll start with you. When did you know that? I don't remember. Dan, we'll really, move over I to really, you. Yeah, Dan's, yeah, Dan's got a more granular Yeah, I, well, I think we always knew there was something there, honestly, because of Lori and Julia. I, you know, when we looked and when we launched My Talk in 2010, which I'll get to here in a second, that the name My Talk, you know, we were looking, you know, at that show as a model. They were centered in pop culture. They were centered, centered in entertainment. They were centered in TV and film and, 
in, at the time we used the word gossip in, in celebrity gossip. And that was their show. And we had a, a, a bunch of other shows at the time that really didn't fit. I always talk about the center lane. And the center lane was entertainment and pop culture. They lived there. The other shows might drive on that lane occasionally, but they weren't living there. So we then tried to put on a radio station in 2010 that reflected that brand all the way through the day. And, you know, we got close. We had to, you know, test and measure and try some other shows. But I think the, the there, if, I, if I can go to my timeline. Please go to your Dan Seaman timeline. Yeah, I mean, the, some of the pivotal moments were uh, in, it was 2007, two hires were made that today still are critical to this radio station. And that, were, that was hiring Amy Daniels, the program director. B. Arthur. And that was hiring Sonia Ungerman, who is our general sales manager. Um, and they're still here today. And then, then came, and I don't remember when Brooke O'Rourke came, maybe five years later, three to four or five years later, but when Brooke came, they really became, when you look at the behind the scenes, they are, they are the, the, the brains behind this operation. And when that got clicking, then we, we really knew we had something. So that, that date of hiring Amy was really important in bringing Sonia in and then bringing Brooke. But to me, the, the biggest... Aren't you going to say the day you hired Jason Matheson, for goodness sake? That's coming. That's coming. <laughs> Don't ruin my bet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Jenny, you're stepping on his bit. But, well, the other one is the day we traded Reavers to KSDP and got Marley McMillan. That That's was a really right. good, that was a good trade. That was a good day too. But what we launched, so it was called um, FM 107, Real Talk Conversation. And it was, Jenny always uses the example, it was, it was really Vanity Fair. And then in February of 2010. And you all wanted People Magazine. Yeah. Which, which is more fun. Yeah. yeah. So in 2010, we launched My Talk. And we brought in uh, the lineup. The lineup I have right here. You have the it lineup is, from uh, that year, from yeah. that original My Talk year. Yeah, here's the original lineup. Ian and Marjorie Morning Drive, Colleen Cruz and the boys did early middays. Jason Alexis did late middays, and then Lori and Julia did did afternoon drive. And that that I think was really the start of where, where we got to today. A lot of groundwork was made prior to that. Trust me, a lot of we learned a lot in the five years prior to that. Um, but, you know, there were just key hires along the way, you know. And including the emperor, well, including Dan Seaman, for sure. The, um, well, we'll skip that part, but I wanna, I wanna uh, talk about, uh, so we hired Matheson, right? And we put him into morning drive. <laughs> I know, I so look like I'm 11 and, in that and billboard. So, and when, when did you go into morning drive? We went into morning drive in, in the, uh, 2013. The Daily Show started in 08. We went to morning drive in 13. Okay, so we put, we put Jason and Alexis in the morning drive in 2013, and we were so confident about how well that show we would do that we, we had to give away $50,000 just to get people to listen. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. And that's what he told my agent, actually, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and, and, and trust me, there wasn't much left after we had, had to back up the Brinks truck <laughs> to get him to begin with. But... But you know, I, you know, I get passionate about this because it was such an exciting time, and and you think about some of the shows that we had in that timeline to get to where we're at today. But if you look at the most important dates of where we are today, I would say the day we put 
you know, Jason, Alexis, and Morning Drive, the day we put Don and Steve in middays, the day we put Clean and Bradley in late middays, and Lori and Julia have been here a long time. And these shows are, you know, you guys are, I think, four years old, Donna. Um, uh, Clean and Bradley are 10. Clean and Bradley are 10. And Lori and Julia, of course, are 20. You guys have been together for 12 or 13, not mm-hmm. morning, but your show together. And in this market, in radio, that's longevity. In our remaining minutes, because we do have to get to the queens coming up next, Lori and Julia. But uh, that's right. But in closing minutes, Jenny, is there anything you want? Because not only are we uh, we're looking at a room full of my talkers, but obviously thousands more listening in their cars, on their boats, uh, in their kitchens. What do you want to say uh, to the listeners out there as we approach year 21? I just want to say thank you because... We own a lot of radio stations across the country, and there is no audience-air-talent relationship like we have, like you all have built with my talk. Anytime we get behind a community event, you guys rally, you guys support our sponsors, you support the team, you certainly give us your feedback, and uh, none of it would happen without all of you. So thank you all so very much. And Dan, your, your last thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I've been doing this for, I've been in this market for 40 years. Um, Old. And uh, this is a one of a kind radio station. It's the only one like it in the country. Um, and, and the reason is, is the passion of the listeners. These my talkers, you my talkers, are in, in athletes, you hear, or in athletics, here, football, the 12th man. Which, is, which are the fans. That is all of you. Everything we do, every decision we make, every decision these guys make is through the filter of will the my talkers want to participate? Will the my talkers want to be a part of this? And you always are. And it has bettered this community. I absolutely believe that. And we are allowed to do that and I'll probably say this a few times, we are allowed to do all of that because of leadership like you two and Amy and Brooke and Sonia. Give it up for Dan and Jenny, everyone. When we return, they started it all, Lori and Julia, as the MyTalk 20th anniversary celebration continues live from Lush, back in a moment. Happy birthday! It's MyTalk 1071's birthday bash! Well, congratulations, guys. As we go to break, here's a little MyTalk trivia question for you. What Academy Award-nominated actor's son once called in to clap back at Jason and Alexis for something they said about his dad? Was it A, Elliot Gould, B, Ryan O'Neill, or C, Nick Nolte? We'll have the answer when we return on My Talk 1071. Happy birthday! Welcome back to the My Talk 20th birthday back. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ash. Presented by Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. 
In 2012, Patrick O'Neill called into Jason and Alexis to defend his father, Ryan O'Neill. When you write a book about your personal life and you go on the Today Show, it shouldn't be a shock that you're asked personal questions. Patrick, listen, would you say? You, you, listen, you do a radio show where you do little cuckoo uh, sound effects from my father. Now, if you don't like the fact that I'm calling in to defend I, my father... I didn't say I didn't like it, Patrick. You're on my show. I'm his son, and I, and I could tell you he was making little jokes. Now, if you don't get it, if you don't like it, that's fine. But if he's not crazy. So that happened right here on My Talk 107.1. For more My Talk memories, let's throw it back to the Birthday Bash host, Jason Matheson. And welcome back. We are live now from Lush in Northeast Minneapolis for the 20th Birthday Bash of My Talk. We're going to have those little trivia moments all throughout the show. I'm, the audience and I were looking at each other. I don't even remember that happening. But anyway, let's, let's get right to it. You just heard Jenny and Dan say what we say all the time. We wouldn't be here without them. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lori and Julia. Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you. Thank Good evening, you. ladies. Thank you. Um, now, what, you heard what Jenny thought of you uh, mm -hmm. when you first went on the air. Uh, you guys, I, and this is the mildest way to put it, <laughs> you weren't broadcasters when you got the job, right? No, I mean, not even I, close. Not even close. <laughs> so, I, I did do PR for Sun Country, and I did the interviews on TV and radio. <laughs> I Really, I did. For I two years. It. I know. I know. <laughs> and I did the body perks. Yeah. All those interviews. So yeah. I was ready. You're ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. So take me back to that first day. Okay, I, I asked them what they thought of you. What did you think on that first day? The light comes on. You have to have Donnie turn your mic on. Notice I said that. Mm -hmm. um, you didn't, you, Donnie turned your mic on. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Whoever, Grant's laughing. Take, me, take us to that moment. What were you thinking? Okay, we were in the small studio, and... We were all in one studio we were. together. We're like Alexis's. And we so, didn't even want to be out of Donnie's sight. No, because we had no idea what we were doing. And we had... Um, Upset stomachs. Beyond. Beyond. I was in the bathroom a million times. People, you know, other <laughs> colleagues around that were sitting We've by us. We've been on us. 30 minutes and Julia mentions diarrhea. Oh, no, that was Lori. No, Lori, it was me. Uh, but, yeah. Lori, but, really, but it's the truth. We were like, what have we got ourselves and, into? And it's three hours. <laughs> yeah. And by the yeah. way... It's three hours. It's three hours. And so, and we had practiced, so we did these little mock shows for <laughs> a couple weeks. We we're kind of bored after 10, 20 minutes talking. Like, we got it. We got it. Yeah. Oh, paranoid, panicked. Yeah. I really wish we had it because there are a lot of ums, huh? Um, 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 what? Um, and then, and then my mom calls in. And then Lori's husband, my brother calls in Brain just to, just for filler. Yeah. You know, we were just. It was, it was scarier than class. Well, maybe some of those mm, ums, ooh, ooh, ooh. Maybe those will be included in a little montage that Rocco has put together. <laughs> oh, okay. Ladies and oh. gentlemen, here is the best of Lori and Julia. Oh, no. oh, what are we going to do right now? Why well, I, I, I announced the names. Yes, choose. Well, aren't we going to say it? I, I did. You weren't. <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, you ran a promo and came yeah, over here. Yeah, because oh. I, yeah, I came back to you and you guys were not there. So we're I had playing to... makeup. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I announced the names, so we're all right. You already announced the names. I had to. <laughs> oh, Danny, I guess we really were yeah. missing out. I, uh, okay. That's all right. right. Well, girls, quit playing and talk on the air where this is radio. <laughs> this is radio. Look at me. I look... I have one eyebrow See, on here's her. the problem. Now, this is the problem. Okay. Daddy 
actually ran a promo during our show to come over here and talk to us and tell us we're on the air. <laughs> Whoops. Well, this is the distraction with makeup and shoes. <laughs> Donnie, it's not my fault. It isn't. No, yes, you it really... Is. Oh. Sorry, it ends. Oh, we, we oh, had no idea. No. That's, you had no idea. No. no. Uh, Donnie is in there. Mm-hmm. It is in your little montouche. Now, look, you... now. We did give you a slightly smaller montouge. Yes, because we had a big one. You guys we had, had a whole day. You guys had a month. We, you know yeah, what I mean? We're good. Yes. We're good. But let's talk about two people featured in that. Uh, Donnie. Mm-hmm. When I say Donnie to the two of you, because our, our goal with this show is kind of a love letter to the audience and to have everyone that's been a part of it feel really celebrated. And I think everyone here would agree Donnie Love deserves to feel the love. Oh, when I yes. Say, oh, yes. When I say Donnie Love to you, guys, to you two, what do you think? Thank God. Uh, thank God. Um, thank God for Donnie. Yeah. I don't know that we would have, because he balanced us so well. I don't know that we would have. While we were learning how to ride the bike, he was like. He the, was the training wheels. The training wheels for us. And, and he really, kept us on track. He did. Yeah. And put up with us. Holy cow, did he put up with us and our <laughs> antics. I mean, we'd be at the fair. We were in the bathroom or somewhere. We're back live. I know everyone blames it on me, but it wasn't always me, Lori. <laughs> And I mean, Donnie's like, we're on the air, and we're like, whatever, we're giving out sunglasses, we're meeting the people, they like us. No, so I mean, don't you think, yeah. he was, he was perfect, I, when he was I, perfect. When I think of Donnie, and I think of you two, I think of the year at the fair, that oh. Julia was unhappy at Donnie's placement oh, yes. in the broadcast booth. He was in the wrong spot. He's in the wrong spot. Why, because, you know she was. Because Julia goes, well, when people come into our booth, the first person they're going to see is Donnie. So I would like Donnie moved to the back so that Lori and Julia can be in the spot where the tourists see them first. So that was the year that long-suffering Donnie started. Yeah, that's that when was, it started, yeah, and yeah. I'm such a brat. I was such a brat. I still am, sort of, but, you know, I was a brat. Okay, let's go to the present. Lori, talk to me about Grant. Oh, about Grant. Grant. Yeah. Oh, we love oh, Grant. Grant. Well, we are going to, we're, we're molding him like animation clay is what we're hoping. <laughs> you know? That's we're just, true. You know, he, he's got like the heart, the desire, and the best laugh on radio. He really I think does. on the station. Thanks. And, you know? and yeah. he works so hard. I yeah. mean, Grant, we love you. You already know that. I said, yeah. He sent him a note. I mean, it's just, he's kind of perfect for us. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And he's just... And it didn't take us long to learn his name. No. no. I, heard you, I heard you talking about us the other day, sweetie, honey. That oh, was everybody. I, that was, I, I, I should know. say, yeah, Julia didn't know anybody's Terrible name. Still. It took Julia about three years mm-hmm. for you to learn anybody's mm-hmm. name. Alexis was sweetie for about three years. Oh, and yeah, and I don't mean it in a mean way. It's just sometimes... It's lazy. That's uh, all. Oh, we can't Lord. help it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's too much work Lori to know thought Donnie was in the wrong place, too, by the way, but I'm the one that said it. Oh, no, I agreed. I she agreed. agreed. Lori did agree. Lori is the background, but I'm just sometimes the mouthpiece that gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much we're going to be able to fit in, and hopefully maybe we'll do it later, but with... When people think of you, they think of everything that we just covered. But obviously, they think of probably, oh, we have to go already. Oh, look at that. Oh, the well. love letter is coming to an end. I know. We'll, we'll talk about it. We have a little time toward the end. we got to talk about Donna Millsgate. More. Oh, oh. oh more yes, we do. From our 20th anniversary when we come back. Back in a moment. Happy birthday. Thanks, Jace. Here's another My Talk trivia question. Remember the Manuary pageant where we did bracket-style tournaments to crown our favorite guys? Who won the very first Manuary pageant in 2010? 
Was it A, Brad Pitt, B, Zac Efron, or C, George Clooney? We'll have the answer when we return on My Talk 1071. Happy birthday! Welcome back to the My Talk 20th Birthday Bash, presented by Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. The very first Manuary winner was Lori and Julia's close personal friend, George Clooney. George! George, come here! Come here! Come here, please! Please, George! Oh, George, come here! Oh, yeah, George! George, just say hi! Oh, yeah, say your name, please! You say my name! Say my name! Now, back to the man who would never get a name wrong on the red carpet, Jason Matheson. And welcome back to the 20th birthday bash for my talk here at Lush. Uh, before we get to Donna and Steve, uh, a shout out to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, who's our exclusive sponsor of our bash. And believe me, anytime we do something, Chanhassen is right there. So we just want to say thank you. And of course, our team here at uh, Lush. And a shout out to Rocco, all the elements you're hearing in today's show. Rocco has worked so hard on those. And the, the, little, the little montage for... And I have a little fun fact about the, mon- the little clip that you heard of Lori and Julia. Rocco searched the archives and he found the earliest piece of Lori and Julia sound bites was that one where Donnie was rescuing them. So how ironic is that? Uh, one of our newest shows is our next guest. Uh, they occupy the 9 to noon time slot on my talk. Give it up for Don and Steve. Hi. Hi. Yay. Hello, friends. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you. It's very odd interviewing friends. This I, is right? great. It's really weird. And it's so rare that we ever get interviewed. So I know. This is true. exciting. But us. it's good to see you because we I never see you. No, we don't. you're never in the building. Never in the building. Yeah. So. Just look at my mailbox. But I, you know what? I mean, even if you were in the if you were broadcasting in the same building, it's just so fast. We have four minutes between shows. Yeah. It's like, hi, could you please leave? I need to log on to that computer. Right. Or so, if you're Lori and Julia, you need to dis- disinfect. <laughs> That's and exactly right. Bradley's <laughs> eggs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, so it's really nice when we get these opportunities to actually be in the same space, look at each other, talk to each other. Yeah. So happy yeah. to be awesome. here. Hi. Yeah. Don, I want to start with you. We, we have two great segments with you, uh, with each show. And, and I want to start with you because as great as Steve is, it did not begin this way. Your, your no. career at my talk. When you were birthed, it did That's not right. include Steve and his hair. It didn't. It was uh, triplets. Yes. It was uh, me and two other ladies. Marley and Tam. Marley and Tam. And you came, you, uh, the word icon is thrown around a lot, but you are and were, when you came to our family, a Twin Cities radio icon. Really? We were thrilled. Yeah. You, I should have asked for more money. You should have. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. But you came and everyone was like, ooh, we got Donna Valentine. Like, we oh, may be I didn't know we that. Be, yeah. She didn't oh. know that. She oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. When we thought we could get you, we were like, oh, we may be legit. Oh, I mean, we got Donna you. Valentine. But you came from music radio. I sure did. And I happen to know this. You had a, a transitional period that was a little rough. You weren't used to being able to talk about a topic no. for minutes. Talk, no. Talk so I, I worked at the country station. I worked at K102 for 20 years. Prior to that, I worked at 10 other music radio stations. So 10. Wow. Um, Oops. I probably wasn't supposed to say that. Sorry, Rocco. It's already out there. Um, Anyway, um, in music radio, you talk over the intro of a song, right? So there's 14 seconds before the song lyrics start. 
That was the extent of my talking, other than doing a morning show where you got to talk for two minutes. So I would quickly wrap everything up and try to move from topic to topic, and they'd be like, We, we've only been talking about this for three minutes. And I'm like, yeah, wrap it up, right? Yeah. Because we were always told, you know, less is more. Well, in talk radio, more is more. So you had to learn how to be a better conversationalist. So it took me a good two years. I would have butterflies. Literally, I mean, I'm not kidding. I, like, I felt like I needed like, anxiety medication because I was so scared every day that I went on the air. For the first two years you felt that way? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Maybe a little under two years, but that's, that's what it took. And you, and you had two... You had two goodens, good, good, good ladies with I you. I sure did. You had Marley McMillan, who was our executive producer for a while. Right. You took her. Love Marley. <laughs> you. Yes, You sorry. took Marley. And then we have to talk about the late, great Tam. Yeah. Tam, uh, Tammy Rash, who, <laughs> she was, first of all, very funny. Very Sarah, funny, yeah. so very funny. beautiful, mm -hmm. very fun to work with. Yeah. She was so dang funny and I'm sure we're going to hear some clips we are. that include Tam so you can get the gist of her personality but Tam she would get something in her head like I'm going to learn how to play the piano <laughs> you know and then talk about it like I'm taking piano lessons oh really when do they start what's your piano teacher's name and she could never come up with anybody another day she was going to start her own business and she started going into like the office supplies and she would grab a folder and walk around the office for weeks just with the folder saying, well, this is where it's all gonna begin with this folder. Just like the dumbest, cutest, funniest things. I just uh, adored her. And it's hard, it's weird to talk about her in the past tense still. It is. Yeah. And it was unusual for us as a family because as you heard Dan and we'll talk about this 50 times throughout the two and a half hours. Yeah, I could get choked up. I know. We really it, right? are family. We drive each other crazy like family. So when we had that loss, it was, we're like, wait a minute, we're all, you know, we shouldn't be dealing with this. Right. But, uh, right. As Donna said, we do have a little, we have two montages for, for Donna. We have one with her years with uh, Marley and Tam, and that's where we're going to start. Here's the uh, Donna, Marley, and Tam. Welcome to Donna, Marley, and Tam. Donna Valentine, a radio veteran, is new to My Talk 1071. You, my talk listeners, should feel free to help her understand our ways. Pepper her with crazy. Call in and let your freak flag fly. Marley and Tam are already doing their part. I want to dress as Mary Poppins when mm. I'm an Uber driver. I'll be a rapping Mary Poppins. <laughs> Would you really dress in the outfit? Yeah, that's what I want to do. And then I'm going to put like barbed wire behind my seat because I am afraid I'll get killed. Or Home Depot and get some. Oh, Tam! Slam on the brakes and her pads in your His face gets all mangled in the bar. You should have been wearing a seatbelt. No, I'm gonna buy a basketball. It's my daily intention. So you're gonna like just go over, get a basketball, I like and then to shoot just hoops. okay. I'm and gonna then... bring the dog to the park, and while he's running, I'm gonna do some layups. <laughs> What inspired so this? Funny. No, it's I don't cool. know. Because whenever I take the dog to the park for a run, I see the basketball court and I always pretend that I'm shooting and I'm like, why don't I just get a basketball and do this? You're, just, you're just walking around with no basketball, just kind of putting your arms no. up. And listen, this is a supportive environment. This is a no, safe place. No, it is place. not. It's well, we say that it is. the supportive environment in which I've ever worked. She's asking me if I really thought that Gary was named Gerald. <laughs> Harry is Harold. 
All right. Well, I might have just gotten fired. I have, to tell you, I have to tell you that I got a text when we went to break that just said, what are you guys on? Like, we're on fun. We're on fun. That's right. We mentioned, we mentioned Tam. Uh, Marley will mention, too, when we talk about the morning show. But the biggest, the, the, the Bigelow, the Marley Bigelow McMillan, she's a trip. She's a trip. She's a trip. And she's in New York City now. Yeah. She lives in New York. She's got a legitimate job, not this, you know, <laughs> pretend job. <Yes. laughs> so it's very exciting. I was just texting with her yesterday. I also thought that was wild. You know, you talk about the family and when there are changes, and it's like you sort of have to process it. When she announced that she was leaving, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to a you know, New York radio station or something like that. Right. She was just like, I had my fun here. Mm-hmm. It was great. And now something totally I'm new. moving to Nashville and going back to school. Yeah. And she did it. And you can't ever blame someone for going there Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac in it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Going their own way. Yep. Was there a moment... For you, Donna, you said you had about two years where you're uneasy. Not that there was a seminal moment. You're like, oh, this segment and this day. Was there a period where you started to kind of ease into my talk and the and the fact that you could talk about? Oh, mm-hmm. that this guy next guy. to you. Oh, Donna. Yeah. yeah, he made everything so much easier. Oh, yeah, I know. Really nice. You're my baby. It's because Boo! I. It's, it's because I. <laughs> it's because I talk a lot, right? That's it. Well, you I talk a lot. The, the, the time. And we're very different. So different. We're l- leading very different lives. So it just kind of, you know, there's something about it that works, and made it easier for me. I'd say we're inquisitive every day about each other. Like we have very th- different takes on a variety of different topics. Uh, no matter how silly or serious they might be. And just any little thing comes up, and usually one of us, like a golden retriever, at one point turns our head like, really? That's how hmm. you think how you, about yeah. that. Tell me more right. about that. Did you know it right away with Steve? No. No, no I didn't. Did he scare you at first? A little bit. A little were you, bit. Were you disappointed when they announced it? I wasn't, they... No, I wasn't disappointed. I was surprised. I'm like, my thing is I'm a very structured person for what? the most part. Steve, <laughs> I mean, the type A of her. Every day she does not know if we have a show or not. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. If, is this going to be I don't it? know. It's not enough. And, we don't and have enough. Elizabeth Reese has once said uh, she's filled in on every show at some point and worked on a show and she said there has never been a grid, a show outline more filled out than Donna's. Yeah. Yet every time she's like, can we do it? Can I give you a compliment wrapped in an observation from like my ultimate sure. control group, which is my husband Colin? I always say, sure, Colin, oh, we love Colin. Colin is yeah. an, like a one-person my talk research firm because he listens <laughs> all day. Yeah. He listens oh to gosh, every is show. He, uh, he is. Right now? I don't. He's I, he's at the lake house. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> we had two weeks together. Bye. All right. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Got it. Got um, it. <laughs> more on that later. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But he always says, thank you, Grant. He always says, um, you know what the funniest part about Don and Steve is? And I said, what? He goes, you can always tell when Steve diverts Donna from her structure because there's a change in Donna's voice. And Donna just gets a little, uh, like, verbally twitchy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I start going, okay, all right, nobody cares. You know what's more boring than what you're saying? Nothing. nothing. (laughs) And if if Colin hears it, if listeners hear it, you know, whether I'm at home or in the studio, I see it. I see it in her eyes Uh when I've taken her off track. And for me, that's a very proud moment for me. And And then I've got to stay in that lane. Chaos. By the way, we're having a new intro made for every time we talk about Colin or maybe... Colin calls in. Okay, we're having yeah, Rocco, can you make that for us? 
Rock we've been getting along. We've been getting along. Don't poke the bear. Don't, don't poke, poke the bear. bear okay, you're right. You're right. Don't. You don't need you're another right. open for about a year. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're no. all good. No, but uh, and, and so Steve was the one that made you feel comfortable. Really got you in your groove. How when you think of looking out here, and we have more with you in the next segment, but when you think of the My Talkers, you heard Jenny and Dan talk about what the, 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 the listeners mean to them. What do the listeners mean to you two? Oh, gosh, everything. I feel like our show, our, our whole radio station for that matter, I feel like it's a club. Yeah. You know, like everybody's in on the joke. People are always welcome to call. It's just, I feel like we're all just, you know, in the same class, you know, like, like high school class. And we're yeah. all like kvetching or we're at camp together. Well, and, and I'll say this. I bet, Jason, you probably experienced this on the TV show. Um, and when I was with Twin Cities Live, before I came to radio, I would experience something similar, which is with my talkers, you really feel a connection with them mm -hmm. and they really feel it with you so when they see you it's not just like oh i think i've heard you before but they're asking about your dog or your kid or a trip or something like that it's way more personal it is and i've Very always so. thought just uh it is really genuinely humbling that we get to be part of the rhythm of somebody's day i think it's just so special it's such a special opportunity so the fact that my talkers are so committed you lean in when you listen whether you agree disagree find it funny or not it's just you're always in the room with us and so it, it yeah. will be said a gazillion yeah. times without you we wouldn't be here absolutely we have more with donna and steve including uh since we heard a lot from donna this segment i i have some specific steve questions including the moment that steve was probably scared the most of my talk his very first project Oh. Do we have to do this? <laughs> His very first project oh. down and dirty. When thank you, Grant. You know what moment I'm yes. talking about? Oh, uh -huh. When Steve was questioning why he decided to join our station. More from the 20th anniversary oh, of my talk when we come back. Back in a moment. Happy birthday! What viral reality celebrity was in a Minneapolis detox facility when Colleen and Bradley drove by with a gift of bacon for her? Was it A. Octomom? B. Tan Mom, or C, Teen Mom, Farah Abraham. We'll have the answer when we return on My Talk 1071. Happy birthday! In June of 2013, Tan Mom kind of bottomed out at the MSP airport, and her radio friends, Colleen and Bradley, did their best to help. You're so cool. Are you guys married, or you're just ah, really cool? No. Oh, trust We're me. We're just really Absolutely cool. not married. <laughs> He's, um, I'm not his type. This is so fun. <laughs> okay, enough with the Z-list. Here's an A-lister from radio, television, and the Disney World Visitor Rewards Program, Jason Matheson. And welcome back. It is the 20th birthday bash for My Talk 1071. We are live here at Lush. Again, thanks to our family at Chanhassen Dinner Theater for helping us put this together. And we can never say enough thanks to our engineering staff who get here hours and hours before we get here to make sure that we look and sound good. Uh, we're spending some time with Donna and Steve, who you guys hear uh, every day, 9 to noon. We heard a lot from Donna Valentine in the last segment. It's time to put the spotlight on one Steve Patterson. All right, I'm uh, ready. Steve, let's talk about a moment uh, that sticks in my mind with you. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And uh, that was your very first project, Down and Dirty. And yes. that was a comedy. I remember that. that yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. too. 
And um, it's safe to say that, you know, you and I have a, a little bit in common, mm -hmm. but I mean, we have some things in common, but um, uh, not, a, not a ton. And that was a laid bare when yeah. we recreated <laughs> a game that we played as my talk uh, uh, host about nine years prior, where we were talking about who has the scariest story, who has the most outrageous story. Now that that dinner has is now legendary. It changed the station. It changed people. It yeah. changed people because Ian and Marjorie and Lori and Julia, myself, uh, Colleen, no one really got along. But we got drunk at the fair and exchanged who had the most outrageous story, and it went down to Lori, and it went down to me. Lori told her story. Alexis looked at me because Alexis knew my story. I proceeded to tell my story, which would be illegal to tell on the radio. And, I and I'll just say it has to do with a sexual experience, Boone's Farm, a hotel called the Mayfair, and an unfortunate postscript. Um, yeah. That's one way of putting it. And I told Steve that story, and I've never seen you more uncomfortable. You know, I was hearing about the story in very generic terms. Like, this is a big story. This is a big story. And obviously, we can't tell it. This is just the great mystery. You have to, you know, sort of keep it Find behind the Find me drunk in a bar and I'll tell you. Yeah. 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 But all I can tell you is when we went down this windy road, and then you get to the climax of the story, so to speak. <laughs> I, <laughs> Trust me, it may have been the wrong not word, actually. Think. Not the right word. It was, it, I wouldn't have guessed. If you said, so how do you think this is going to end? Even a sentence before you revealed it. If you would have said, give me some guesses, I'll give you 20 guesses. I wouldn't have gotten close to what happened. And it left me with a really troubling visual that I just fully remember. And I, just, I was just going through my phone. I told Jason this during the break. I was going through old photos, and then there was a project down in Dirty. Somebody took a photo of Jason telling this to me, and I'm right next oh, to him. Oh, that's right. And then there's a point where I'm just going, that's right. I couldn't the look on believe your face. what he said, and that it was, and it's real, right? Oh, it's it's verified. My it's part of my high school five. All the girls that were oh. there verify. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm actually probably forgetting elements of it as the years <laughs> go on. It happened in '91. Thank God. But. I not only brought that story up to give a good laugh, but that was one of your first moments with my talk. I've been t playing first impressions with everyone. You had done television. You had worked at KSTP. Your first impression of doing radio with my talk with this one, with uh, Donna Valentine. Well, you know, let me just go back a, a little bit before that. Yeah. was The first time that I was actually ever on my talk was filling in on the Jason and Alexis show. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And they knew that I had come from entertainment television and doing red carpet stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a radio station like this in the building. And so I was able to start doing that. And the first day that I did that, I was just over the moon with how much fun I had. And I thought, are they real? is this happening every day, all day long? And then I just, as time went on, I would get to fill in on the morning show. And then I started trying to uh, fill in on other shows. Like anyone, I was just like, hey, I'll happily help out if I can do it. Then I tried talking my way on to uh, Donna, Marley, and Tam, and we started doing Steve O'Clock and stuff like that. And then, oddly, there was actually a time when there were some things that were happening, and then Amy Daniels, hopefully she doesn't mind me telling this now, there were some things happening on the TV side, and we were like, what, what are we gonna do there? What's gonna happen? And she said, 
somebody might be leaving Donna's show and there could be an opening. And then I, Donna had no idea. Donna didn't know at this point. Uh, but then it was so exciting. The hosts never do. They right. said that they would consider me and then I was you know, over the moon when they offered me the position. And I, I said this, I forget where we were last week when we said this, or earlier this week. Um, but she, I just have such a genuinely great time doing the show with Donna. And it's so wonderful that we are so different from each other because that provides a lot of natural content. But she, you know, she could have been like, no, I don't want this hair boy, leave him at TV or whatever. But I loved it so much that when I made a decision, television or radio, you I came radio. to radio. And I just love, I laugh so much with Donna every single day. And we're getting ready to laugh because here is another montage, the best of Donna and Steve. He could be like in an old, uh, old-timey movie. It almost feels like he'd be like, stick him up, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> stick him up, yeah. <laughs> Nobody in the olden era even said, yeah. Cookie Puss, what a psycho, though. Oh, my gosh. I'm not realizing those bug eyes. He's for sure got crime in his past. I want ice cream. Cookies really and good. crime. Oh, my gosh. All right. You two, just. I don't even know what they're laughing at, everybody. <laughs> The annual tradition of reading through comments slash insults that Steve has said to her. If I had to describe you in two words, I'd say wet burlap. (laughs) (laughs) August 24th. If I had to describe you in just one word, it would be hard and it would be hyphened. I'd say wartime broth. I don't want you to feel like I do. I don't know what's happening. Everybody. I love my I'm Vin sorry. Diesel. I think my Vin Diesel is pretty good. Hey, Kelly, it's me, Vin Diesel. <laughs> so anyway, Steve, I decided to use my talents in a different way. You actually sound. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get it together. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna put a disclaimer at the start of the show. What do you mean a disclaimer? That's a good Vin Diesel. Pretty good. Hey, and don't forget to check out Listener Remore. Uh, re- hi. Yeah, maybe we should go. Listener Remore. I'm going to take off. I'm going to take <laughs> Listener Remorse. Like, like listening to this show. <laughs> yep. There's the best of Donna and Steve. That's okay. five years and 30 seconds. Woo. You each get about 30 seconds. Steve, what do you want to say as we look forward and we look back? Uh, you know, obviously, it's, it will sound repetitive and cliche, but just such a huge thank you to all of you, because if you cash out on our show, we don't get to do this. So just be aware that we're so mindful of the really cool opportunity that we have. And a huge thanks to, uh, to Dan and Amy for be, being willing to give me a shot in radio, Absolutely. where I had no experience before. And Donna. maybe someday Elizabeth Reese will speak to me again. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> and as appropriate, Donna should have the last word this hour. What do you uh-huh. want to say? Um, same thing. Just thank you, everybody, because without your support, without you, you know, your encouragement, I don't know that we would even have a show. So thank you for taking part every day, and thank you to the My Talk staff. Thank you to all of you guys, and thank you for your generosity over the years. And have you learned that dinosaur finally? Have you learned that say it, Triceratops? Donna. There it is. Triceratops. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You did it. 
in the break, I go, Steve, Donna, is there anything that you want me to make fun of? And Donna, and Steve goes, Donna doesn't know a very famous dinosaur. I said, okay. perfect. Can I just say this? I don't know. We may uh, be out of time. We're out of time. I think we're it. out of time. Dang. We have more from the 20th anniversary, including Colleen Bradley Woo! when we come back.